This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Toe Bob. I'm Charlie Claus. I'm Will Anderson, hello. Hi, sorry, yeah, I've uh, been down here on other work and uh, I wasn't expecting to, uh, I thought I was maybe going to have time to get changed. We're squeezing, well, you're looking very respent. Respir- uh, this is my res- Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Look, it's sort of like overcoat, scarf. No one would suspect. A rakishly knotted scarf. No one would suspect you're a mild-mannered podcaster <laughs> by night. <laughs> Um, we wanted to do a bit of a letters episode today. Yeah, we don't have um, a full episode worth of time, but we're going to do some letters. Yeah. So, I've just been going through the regular team. You've got a driver coming. Alfred. someone coming. Yeah. Alfred's his driver in the, <laughs> yeah. bat, in the Batmobile. All of a sudden you see a spotlight go above <laughs> the podcast light, podcast signal. Two white men just in the spotlight. It'd be great if Bruce Wayne couldn't afford a driver, <clears throat> but he like couldn't drive for a while and he had to just book a driver like you did. Yeah. <laughs> He's there with his Uber. Uber. Up. He's pulling. Uh, so we're going to get some mail. So I've just been going through, I like to go through and just some cherry pick, some letters, some choice letters. I know back in the day we used to say, we'll read all of them. And I said, I'll personally respond to every one of them. <laughs> we gave <laughs> up on you? that pretty quick. <laughs> we're great at making wild promises <laughs> that we'll never fulfill. Well, I once heard Henry Rollins say that in an interview. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was a very cool Henry Rollins thing to say. What did he say? Where he's like, um, he, you know, he runs it because it's Henry Rollins. He runs his own website and, you know, da, 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 he's already his blog. This is a long time ago, so... He said that he responds to every email he gets. And he says it might take him a while, but he likes to personally respond to every single email he gets. It might not be a long response, but he will respond to every single person. It's not a long response. Every single one he sends a picture of his cock. (laughs) But I respond to every single... He's written to a lot of Nigerian princes. (laughs) He's got a picture of my balls and penis. Thank you for this once-in-a-lifetime heavenly opportunity. (laughs) Signed, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. Work fast, get now, big money you earn. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds good. HR. Well, it turns out that Henry Rollins has the time. Oh, HR. I thought you actually meant the HR department. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what, how he how signs, he signs it off. off. That's what he calls his office, the yeah. HR department. You've reached the HR department. You no, know, he calls himself Puff and Stuff. Why? Oh. <laughs> I would love if Henry Rollins called himself Puff and Stuff. Who would have the guts to ask him? <laughs> Briggs is mates with him, isn't he? He interviewed Briggs. Yeah, I think Briggs, like, if you think of a cool person, Briggs is mates with them. Yeah. Do you reckon Briggs could ask him if, he's, if people call him? You know what Briggs stuff? is? Briggs is one of those people that it's rare that if you're already a cool person, you can get a new friend who makes you cooler. But yeah. Briggs is that friend. <laughs> Briggs is surrounded by cool people because. Having Briggs as your friend automatically makes you a cooler person. He's the Fonz. He is. <laughs> he is the Fonz. Just every time I see him, it's just like, hey. Sit on it. <laughs> You're like, Briggs, it's 2019. Hashtag me too. His I'm, not, office- I'm not sitting on nothing. <laughs> His office is a toilet. <laughs> so we're going to get some mail. So I've been going through cherry picking and I just found, I, obviously I'm not going to go into this one, but it just made me laugh. It's, just from someone who calls themselves Batman. <laughs> Subject is penis worm. And then it's just no, nothing else, just a link to a website that says, behold the worm that looks like a penis. <laughs> oh, I assumed it was going to be some sort of worm that went inside your penis. Ah, uh, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's immediately where my mind went. It was some sort of like worm you could get in your penis, but this is just a worm that 
looks, looks like, like a, penis. a penis. Now, you know what? When I first read this, I was like, this is hilarious because it's ridiculous. There's no way we're going to do anything <laughs> on this. But now I'm thinking I want to see what this worm looks like. Do you want to see? Of course I want to see it. Right, clicking on it. And now the Russians own all our information. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to Top Up. Everybody relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> but not too relaxed. <laughs> that doesn't look... Oh, it does a little bit. Hang on. It, oh, it's a video. You can watch it move. Okay. All right. Let me have a look. Hang on. I've got to blow it up. No, oh, it won't let me blow it up. That's what See? she said. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be fake. <laughs> that, that can't be a real thing. That's, that's just some... Animatronics <laughs> company who've done that with a they've it gone down the sexy land. Real, <laughs> that can't be real. That's a deep fake. No man, that that look. I mean, it's a, it's a bit close. It's grossing me out a bit. Hang on. I think that's real. If it's a fake, it's a good fake. What do you think? Hang on, they're zooming out. Oh no! It's so a guy is flicking it around with a little. Pro- it looks like a dick. I mean, and it's got legs. I'm gonna vomit. Okay, <laughs> can I turn it off? It's scaring me. Please turn it off. Oh, oh that guy's voice. What is he saying? Somebody should put a Louis C.K. routine over the top. <laughs> That someone should do a version of that video that has one of Louis C.K.'s routines about masturbating. That was so disturbing. I reckon you. I reckon. I reckon that should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> like that was disturbing. I don't. That we don't need videos of worms that look like penises in our world. It wasn't a worm. It was a caterpillar. Because it had. I'm going to vomit. Well, it had legs. <laughs> On the underside, when the hunter flipped it over. I mean, imagine how much cooler that would be if your dick had little legs on the bottom, though. <laughs> like, hundred little legs. Okay. <laughs> how big is he? Well, he's a, a millipede, if you know what I'm saying. This is from Tom. This is our regular team. Now, we'll get to our Patreon subscribers uh, soon. Remember, subscribe to Patreon, because if you write us a letter, you have a chance to win a sticker sheet. Yeah. And we might Sounds re- as shit as it is. <laughs> then Charlie will forget who he sent them to. Oh, fuck me. And Charlie will forget who's already got them. I've forgotten who's who- meant to get them. Yeah, I don't know where I am. I'm lost. It's like a it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon room in it, like in an office surrounded by stacks of paper, and I need to get. I have no fucking idea where you've got a briefcase here. None yeah. of it contains information about who's getting a sticker back. I have to go. What I have to do is go back and listen and try and remember if I who the last person was that I sent it to. <laughs> so someone out there may get more than one sticker back. But just be honesty policy. If you get it, return it, please. And then you'll see how expensive it is <laughs> to mail. Okay, this is from Tom. Ah, Charlie, I enjoyed listening to your Jim Wright monologue about an uppity PT in your gym last episode. I'm a personal trainer, exercise scientist. Oh. At a big box gym. And I hear this type of feedback on a weekly basis. Okay, now quickly. To recap. Tell tell me his, just no, tell me his title again. He's a personal trainer slash exercise scientist. So personal trainer slash exercise scientist. Sounds like the occupation of Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Personal... What I love about that also is that because we're uh, these episodes are going to go out, but that'll of order, make a lot more sense. It's a real fun bit of J.J. Abrams style, like fucking, you know, uh, mythology that you've yeah. planted in this podcast. <laughs> um, it would be good if we talked about Roadhouse and Patrick Swayze movies on an in episode. about two weeks. We should film that episode. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, exercise scientist—that's the fancy bit, isn't it? Yeah. You would never just say personal trainer. Is it a heap? Uh, yes, Tom. Yeah. Uh, a personal trainer. Never just say personal trainer. Slash exercise scientist, mate. You know uh, Tom's a scientist. Oh, you must be so <laughs> proud of him. Uh, he's, a, he's, an, he's an extraterrestrial. No, no, no. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, an ex, he's a personal trainer. <laughs> I just tell people my son's a porn star. It's less yeah, It's just... 
As a member, you're entitled to perform your workout as you see fit. Just to recap for people who may have had the episode, I was in the cardio area. I wanted to do my skipping and my push-ups and stuff. And then a personal training class came in and basically took territory and shoved me out. And I got uppity. However, this is from Tom, in, my, uh, in the eyes of the big business of that gym, your membership, especially at a discounted rate, means absolutely shit all compared to the $300 a week in rent that each PT pays, Australia-wide pays. So I told you that, that they have to pay a fee. to train. You were costing them money. money. Yep. Should the PT have handled the situation better? Yes. But in this situation, you are but a mere peasant to these corporate fat cats. Quitting your membership or trying to stick it to any trainer is exactly what they want. Instead, meet the trainer and I guarantee they'll treat you differently. Most of the time, the pressure to ensure clients have a good experience and not break from their design plan is enough to throw any PT's scope of knowledge deer in the headlights. Uh, is to throw the scope of knowledge like a deer in the headlights. So, on behalf of PTs, sorry. How hard is that? You know what? No one in this country deserves an apology more than me. <laughs> Finally, quite straight man. <laughs> Someone has apologized to me. Um, you know what I. Um enjoy about that he's like on behalf of all PTs but the PT who moves you on might not be sorry at all no. might be listening to this podcast going no fucking mate and I knew who you were <laughs> yeah no but okay just in the laws of economics let me break this down yeah so the, the premise is you've paid a standard fee which is for the hire of the gym whenever you want to use the gym however these other people then pay a supplementary fee over the top of that which usurps your sort of rights while they're there but that's only an arrangement the gym has made on top of your arrangement. Yeah. Did they run you through when you made your arrangement in the first place that at some stages you'll have to... I don't think they've uh, fores foresaw the situation. Right. So I'm no fancy big <laughs> but... city lawyer, but... I could, I could sue them? <laughs> you could sue them. Take this all the way to the high court. No, so here's what... Hopefully they, I he... get a, a good judge slash exercise <laughs> judge. <laughs> you know, my son's a judge. He's a judge slash exercise attorney. <laughs> He's an exercise attorney. Um, he does early morning uh, calisthenics slash trials. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what I was going to say. Okay. Is, so the personal trainers really in that situation, yes, they've made the arrangement with the gym, but the gym is selling that based on the idea that the space will be empty. Problem is the gym has already rented you that space. Mm. You have original ownership of yeah, that space. Yeah, it's like right? having a shared courtyard in a block of flats. Right. So if I'm going to have a picnic, well, that's fine. But you should be asking if you can use half the courtyard to have a picnic. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know, just assume. You can't just yeah. ask that person that's already in the sun sunbaking to move because you want to have your picnic. Well, it's like you Airbnb your house. Yeah. So the fi it's fine when there's no one there. Some other people can come and use the space. There's no one there. But the Airbnb people can't come just while you're there. You're already there, right? So... I think, at the very least, the personal trainers should have to take... So when they pay the $300, they get 50 in cash. And so to occasionally... Yeah, exactly. To, to, to negotiate uppity. land rights. And so like, we're new to this space, but here's, here's a couple of dollars. Everyone's getting money except for me. It gets bought off with like glass beads. <laughs> All right. Okay. For the record, if it was Thor doing his workout, it wouldn't have happened. You might need to become a little more physically impressive... Sorry for the drive-by, but sucked in. <laughs> also, hi, Will. I hope you're doing very well. Thank you. I am. Slash, I am not. It's from Caitlin. I'll be honest, the subject line is. I'll be oh, honest. Okay. I don't know how this shit works. I just wanted to let you know. Charlie and Will. I've loved this show for many years. Upon discovering Tofop perhaps six years ago, I binged to catch up and now I miss not having Tofop on tap and I'm forced to wait to see a new one pop up on my phone. That's always exciting. I've been a Patreon subscriber for some time but have blindly and happily shot at the bucks without really embracing the content. I'll admit it. I've had a couple of emails telling me your Patreon contribution was declined. Please check your bank. It's never the bank's problem, so I apologise if this has caused problems with your checks to Mike Howe. <sighs> I mean, it has. And the, you the, are, thank God. Yeah. This is going to be great in the future too. <laughs> Good for you. And we will not explain that any further. Uh, Caitlin's taking responsibility for our monetary woes, Will. I'm glad someone has. I do our accounts, which means I haven't done our accounts. I must admit that because now when I don't live, I used to be very conscious of the Australian dollar when I was living in the US because mostly I would make 
the majority of my money in Australia. So when the dollar was good in America, that was good for me, but it got worse and worse and worse. And my apartment that I paid for mostly in Australian dollars got so much more expensive really quickly. And um, I now only notice it for podcast-related costs. <laughs> like when I see the dollar, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my cow's going to cost a little more this month. <laughs> um, so... Well, is there any address? Is there any sort of like, you know, has she redressed this situation or is this just a message to tell us that she used to subscribe and now she doesn't? Um, she goes on. I've logged in for the first time ever and I've just watched your live thing with Fosdyke, although she spells it Faust. So I think it's good. He's very Faustian. Yeah. With Faustdyke. As always. <laughs> the devilish version of James Fosdyke. James Faustdyke. <laughs> There's a cover out. Did your job for you, James. <laughs> He's like, that's not my job. My job is actually drawing the things. As always, delightful. Will, I've seen several of your shows, including your work in progress, Will Eagle gig at Brunswick Picture House. Have we read this before? I'm getting the strangest feeling of deja vu. Hmm. Uh, I met you at the Brunswick Picture House. Have I read this before? A couple of Sydney Opera House gigs as well as your most recent improv set at the Comedy Store. Delighted every time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think we read this. No, no, no. I knew you had. I just wanted to hear all those nice (laughs) things again. You son of a bitch. Um, We haven't yet, though. Again, chronologically, this is a... Oh, this is... Then I'll finish it. For the purposes of time travel, we have actually read this uh, message already, but you guys haven't heard the message already. So oh, in a one or two weeks, you're going yeah, to hear a couple this of weeks, message again. You'll hear this message again. But right now you're hearing it for the first time. Oh, God. We're so bad <laughs> but at we this are not. job. All right. So oh, this is not a job. <laughs> so she's been uh, to plenty of your gigs. Charlie, I'll admit to you, uh, but not many. I still watch Home and Away. It's a nostalgia thing. I'm pretty sure Alf Flame and Stuart misses Zach like crazy. We all do. Combined, I came to see a live tofu up at the Opera House and brought my best mate along. She was reluctant, but told me just today that she sourced a Tofop episode to put her to sleep through her husband's snoring. Now, what I love about this is that sourced is a highfalutin word for downloading an episode of a podcast. <laughs> like, you don't have to source for it. Yeah, you don't have no to research. forage for an episode of uh, Tofop. You can just download it at the same place you download all podcasts. Uh, that's going to be some kind of win for you guys. I don't need stickers or recognition. Oh, you know why we read it out? Because mm-hmm. it's on the Patreon. She sent it to a Patreon and our... T-mail. So okay. what you're hearing in a couple of weeks is from our Patreon and this is from our regular mail. Okay. Well, I, we, we've done slightly different jokes. So we've done the regular mail version of jokes and we've done the Patreon level jokes. you love that bit, that bit of mail, you're yeah. going to love two <laughs> yeah. weeks. Two weeks of hearing the same letter with different jokes. I think we were going through it trying to remember the jokes we made last time. No, I, I remember now that... Uh, she said she didn't want the sticker back and I think we must we might have actually given her a sticker pack based on that. <laughs> I mean, this is a, a good gag. It's worth repeating. She signs off. I am a little worried. Where is John Deeks? Have I missed a national tragedy? <laughs> She's trying to John English. John Deeks. Oh, we didn't talk oh, about that. We forgot. <laughs> oh, no. Damn it. Um, on our other podcast, we have a footy podcast called uh, Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. And... Uh, uh, Tim English is if you don't follow football uh, he's the quick version Tim English is a player a ruckman for the uh, my team the Western Bulldogs he's great and one week we made an offhand uh, joke about the fact that his father was a uh, popular entertainer John, John English. English and um, uh, we were later informed by a whole bunch of people that John English had uh, sadly passed on uh, we were not aware of that at the time uh, I don't think any of the jokes we made were derogatory. Were derogatory. No. Uh, but um, It's more about the name. It was more just that his name was John English. Anyway, <laughs> I'm reading in the paper this week and I discovered a delightful story about uh, Bulldogs Ruckman, Tim English, and it turns out his dead name, John English. <laughs> <laughs> so we were right. His dad's name actually is John English. That would have been better on our footy podcast, but anyway, I'm glad we got to it. Nathan writes in. Oh, I've got to show you his name, his surname off air. It's quite a name. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Actually, I'll just tell you, Mike, I'll cut this out. No, don't, because Mike, might be asleep at the yep. wheel. It's true. Never. We don't want to test his reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a drunken cowboy. Can't rely on to be a sharpshooter. It's like, I don't know. Nathan, Will film writer, as in you, Will. How come Will doesn't write a film? Because he always says... He How can... come you don't write a film? <laughs> All right, settle down. He's got the floor. 
Because he says he can always make Adam Sandler films better, which I believe he can. Seems weird at this point in his career that he hasn't written a film or a scripted TV show. Yeah, it does seem weird. <laughs> that, you know who brought that up with me the other day? Luke McGregor. He Did was he? like, yeah, well, we were just having a conversation about Rosehaven, his excellent TV show. Yeah. And he was like, you know, asking me if I was ever interested in writing anything. And I actually am. I'd love to write a fictional book at some stage. I'd, I'd certainly like to write a, a TV show or a movie, but I just... I don't have the time. I've got a lot of free podcasts to get to, Charlie. Um, I, I always think that they're going to be my, when nobody likes the stuff that I do now, next options, next phase. So next year? <laughs> <laughs> phase two. Yeah. Well, no, this is like podcasts were like phase two. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the start of the decline. We're about to kill off all everybody's favorites and then we're going to reboot into phase three. Um, yes, I would love to write a movie at some stage. I was... Literally thinking about that today, I was listening to the Weekly Planet guys talk about Reservoir Dogs, mm. oh, and, yeah. and I was just like, "That's it!" Like if I was going to write something, I would write the movie Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> no, I mean just something real, like a real simple idea, like you know that you can set mostly in one place. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, I never thought of that. No, no, no. But I'm as I, as I'm saying, it's about a dinosaur park. <laughs> it's about a dinosaur park. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, I mean, the sort of movie that I would probably like to write is something where it's not, because I don't love visuals and yeah, I'm not inspired by that sort like of thing. It's more like Tarantino with the good dialogue, right. interesting Where it's just about, yeah, the characters and the, how they talk to each other. Yeah. And I was really like, oh yeah, that is exactly, if I was going to write something, it would definitely be in that sphere of just take a situation and then a bunch of characters. So and Kevin then, Smith film. I would write, yeah, I'm going to write Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> Are still alive. He's the next one. <laughs> in brackets. In brackets. He's the, the next, next one. one. Stephanie writes in, I don't know how to donate to your website or comment on Willosophy. Mm. That's the subject. All right. I just wanted to say how much I enjoy and look forward to each episode of Willosophy. Yeah. This podcast is addictive. You say that, but you, haven't, you don't like it enough to work out how to sign up to the Patreon. It's pretty simple. Well, Pat- no, this was Patreon.com. She, she sent this before we had a Patreon. Oh, okay. Well, Willosophy <laughs> now has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Willosophy. This podcast is addictive. It's really given me an insight into Will Anderson, the man. To be honest, I wasn't a diehard fan of his comedy. I, I know <laughs> that people say that in a way that because they now like it, it's a, it's a compliment. But you, I would happily have the feedback comedy, without you, you that. You are bit so of good it. at your job that the thing that you do that is so off-putting. <laughs> I am willing to put up with that thing that you poured most of your life yeah. into. That thing, that, is, thing that I like. That thing, that thing that is clearly your passion has been well and truly surpassed by that free thing you do on the side. Uh, I'm definitely a diehard fan of Will Anderson as a person. Love the voice. Love the honesty. Loves the TV show The Voice. I like... Now she's just listening to things she likes. I like Will Anderson. I like the TV show The Voice. Did I tell you that my kitchen rules? Yeah. (laughs) I think this is Channel 7 publicist trying to sneak some promos into this email. Um, I'm definitely a fan of Will Anderson person. Love the voice, love the honesty, and the genuine interest in people. Has made me evaluate how I listen to people. I look forward to every episode and would love to contribute to the ongoing cost of this podcast. But from the website, it isn't clear how I can. Mike, oh. how can you put something on the website that makes it clear if they want to support Willosophy or Tofop? Yeah, they can click a button that takes them to our Patreon pages, and you can support in either place because it all goes. It all goes. It all goes in one funnel. It all exactly. It's like it's like yeah. Duff beer. It just like pours out of the one tank. Yeah. It's like the reason that... Reverse stuff. The, uh, well, here's what we can say to the people who listen to TOEFOP, which yeah. is that the reason that we have a separate Patreon for Willosophy is that there's a lot of people who listen it's to Willosophy who, do not listen, who don't listen to this shit <laughs> and, and will never find it and have no idea what TOEFOP is and why I would keep mentioning it. Willosophy is the... You see, the Matt Dillon... Of podcast, like if Tofop's Kevin Dillon, as well as for Matt Dillon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I like <laughs> Like, that. there's people who like Kevin yeah. Dillon, yeah. but they tend to be douchebags. Yeah. And Matt Dillon's not the biggest star in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's but, a good, yeah. yeah, it's a good analogy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, uh, the point being that um, we now have a separate one for philosophy, but they both go to the same place. So, please support the Tofop one if you hear and like this podcast. You are awesome, Will. And team. <laughs> Is that your, me? Your team. 
She probably means the philosophy team, okay. I would say. But right. blah, blah, blah. you're part of that. <laughs> the interview on mental health was uh, with Wayne Schwartz was an absolute favourite. I've been put in that dark place, and I'm going to ask my sons and husbands to listen listen to it as it's so insightful. I haven't heard the Schwartz podcast yet. Did you? Did she say sons and husbands? Yes. It's a sequel to Sons and Daughters. <laughs> well, right, yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't, because husband is not the opposite of daughter. No, but it's a twist. We've updated it. <laughs> sons. sons and husbands, yeah. dads and what's another word? Well, it's about, it's, Kids. It's, it's about like, you know, uh, gay men, you know, now that, you right. know, yeah, it's sons a, and a twist. It's kind of like, what was... Um, was that bigger queer like us? It's queer yeah. like us meets queer as folk. Su- queer right. as folk. Sorry, it's queer as folk meets sons and daughters. <laughs> it's called sons and husbands. Uh, okay, um, thank you. Keep uploading these amazing podcasts. Can do. This is from G G G W. That's all that's there. G W. I mean, there's another. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Hi, Charlie and Will. This, it just ever happened where, like, you're reading... I'm just talking on the generic Gmail website and all the emails look generically the same and then you get one that has completely different font. Yeah. How do people do that? <laughs> they just change the font before they send it? Possibly. Or possibly they compose on, a like, a different uh, page and then they cut and in. paste across into their email because sometimes if you're going to write something, you don't want, like, your email to drop out or whatever... While you're composing it in there, you can make changes better to it in a document or something like that. And then copy paste. That's what's happened here. This is definitely Ariel font. Hi, <laughs> Will and Charlie. Thought for the Milestone 300th episode, it would be good to bring on some of the legends of TOEFOP. Oh, good. Who are the legends of TOEFOP? Wayne Wong. Could he come from Hong Kong? Well, actually, probably not now. The airport's a bloody shut down. Well, yeah, sorry. We were going to get Wayne Wong for the podcast, but he, he could not, ironically, come from Hong Kong because it's a political situation with China and the airports have shut down. But he sent us this message and he's like at the airport, my name is Wayne Wong and I'm stuck in Hong Kong. <laughs> Which is not racist if you, heard, if you knew what we are talking about. I didn't do the accent. But you had a, a classmate who... Called Wayne Wong, who and he came from Hong Kong. And yeah, he would, a rap. That was his rap, not... Uh, and it's one of my favourite stories of all time, and just one of those things that makes me happy when I think about it. So, yes, Wayne Wong, definitely. Like, if we were going to do a... like, Where are they now, or... Exactly, or just like, yeah, do a deep dive on... If a documentarian yeah. was going to listen to Tofop and then go and, like, meet all the characters and people, like, and that was, like, the... The movie. Here's a fucking movie for you. I've never written a movie. Here you go. I'll write your fucking movie on the spot. It's a documentary where you go and investigate all the various stories and characters and people who've come up and they just that interviewed about Their the podcasts of the same yeah, event. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's our, our thing versus what really happened. Yeah. So, you know, you talking about a guy taking stuff out of your bin and then we just go and find the guy <laughs> and we interview him on camera. We interview the facts lady. Uh, uh, I mean... I, I would be personally interested in watching a good five minutes <laughs> one on my behind the scenes of a proper documentarian going behind the scenes and asking that poor news agent <laughs> what she thought was happening and, as the nightmare unfolded. Do you know what I mean? Like what she was really thinking, what her emotions were, the real truth of the situation, <laughs> you know? Like it would be amazing. For a very select audience. Uh, some other suggestions from G- uh, GW. Ramesh Harry Chandran. Ramesh. Ramesh Harry Chandran. Ramesh. 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 Ramesh Harry Chandran. Yes. 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 Yeah, Ramesh Harry Chandran. What is he, um, the guy who was leading the race or yep, something? Yep, over? exactly. No, uh, got an asthma attack, I believe, from my memory, if my memory serves me correctly. Right. Uh, two years in a row. Um, uh, and uh, also Mr. Payne, who was our PA teacher, um, uh, we used to have to do like, you know, weights and it'd be like uh, left hand, one, two, three, four, right hand, one, two, three, yeah, that sort of thing. And there would always be this, so Mr. Payne would be like, Le- left hand, one, two, your other left hand, Ramesh. Very popular thing that happened a lot at our school. Aaron Allen, controversial figure. Uh, he was Monolithic the, Epicureanism, the theatre sports from rival school. Superhero Aaron Allen. Well, see, this is why I think this is an interesting project. Because we're speculating on what 
Wayne Wong's or Ramesh Harichandra's memories of those events would be. But as we've learned, um, you know, my memory is nowhere near 100% accurate about these sort of things. So there's a part of me that would be fascinated to like go, what, what's Wayne Wong's memory of that? Is that rap exactly how it happened? Or have I like changed it in my mind over the years and I just see it as being how it happened? Like, you know what I mean? Because that's what happened with monolithic Epicureanism. Yeah. There was a part of that that I just didn't remember at all. So the idea of like, but the other, going but, through but your life is, and filling you in. You were immediately empowering these people to have the correct recollection, but more likely it probably lies somewhere in between, right? Well, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been watching this uh, show on Netflix. Oh my God. If you like a good conspiracy theory show, um, it's called The Family. Oh, it's just, I've just seen that. Yeah. I've heard oh, thing. Charlie. It's about this supposed religious cult that work behind the scenes. Is it a documentary or It's a documentary, but it's told in a really interesting, like it's a modern day sort of take on how you make a documentary. So it's based on two books that this one guy who was within this sort of organization, the family or the fellowship that he wrote about it. Mm. Um, And so it's kind of based on that. But in the, so in the first one, it kind of flashes between like retelling in that classic documentary style, but then sort of recreations, Mm. but like, but done with really good act, like James Cromwell's in the, in like, so then suddenly it's almost like you're watching a series and it's about his world. But anyway, he infiltrates part of on purpose, part of, but it's a Christian organization and their plan is to infiltrate all of society by not being an organization. Like their, their process is one of quiet Christianity and they only believe really in Jesus. They're mm. not really into the Bible. They've just got this version of it that's just about Jesus. And the the idea behind this like doco is that they've they're kind of at the seat of all power and behind the scenes and have like elevated these people to and covered them up and you yeah. know blah blah blah. But the thing is, because I had to do so much googling about it after watching it, because I was like, how can this be true? Because the way it weaves in with Trump being elected and all these other political stories, mm. like, no, but I, as in like the guy who is the head of this like silent head of this organization. They do the national prayer breakfast, you know, the one where it's cross-denominational, they all come and do that. So they have run that, this organization. Literally, that's proof. That's like a real thing. They've run that. They started it. They have footage of all these presidents thanking this guy who's this like the head of this organization. But it's all these young Christian men and it's all about like men being very cho- the chosen ones, right? Right. And they base it around the myth of King David, which is that David like, essentially fucked up in his life right but then yeah kind of god forgave him because he was chosen mm-hmm. and the message being it wasn't that he repented it wasn't any blah, blah blah he fucked up but he was chosen so the idea is they're all loyal to each other regardless so they have these kind of like old frat houses where it's all just like young christian men like being christian with each other and like no drinking no sex no blah 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 but it's because but it's all about so they have Absolutely. all these but they have no oh, marriage, right. traditional family values. But it turns out they like got connections with world leaders all over the world. And this is all this is what I meant about it's all presented as documentary evidence. Now they also present it in a way that wants to draw more conclusions than they can eventually prove. Yeah. But say seventy percent of it is real, which I'd say about seventy percent of it because there's enough just footage and whatever. Mm. It's it's like it's like there was a secret Scientology right. that was running politics. Right. Well, not running politics, but influencing a particular genre and sort of politics. The power, elevating Christianity above all other religions. Right. Well, that's definitely credible. And the whole idea being we don't want to be in the spotlight because that's detrimental. You want to be the power brokers behind the scenes. Huh. I've got to watch that. It's... So good. Oh, like, awesome. I was just like... I'm going away for a few days. I'll load it up. Well, just in there. a... Like, I mean, I'm not sure it's a great documentary and I'm not sure... But just the conspiracy element of it right. is... Because I just never heard of them. Right. And then there's all these, like... There's some documented scandals within it that in themselves are these really interesting stories. Um, he also names, uh, in terms of type-up celebrities, Wang Wang who I believe is the Filipino celebrity who died in the 70s or yeah. 80s, so I won't be getting him. No. Mike Hell? 
We could get, you know what we could get? A, a, a two-pack style hologram. Wang Wang hologram. Hologram. We wouldn't have to spend much on it. It would be very small. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Yeah, he was meant to come out for the uh, Opera House show. Um, we could see if we just get him uploaded <laughs> to a new hard drive over here. There you go. There's your hologram. Speaking of uh, bold and brave promises, but we are, it is 10 years next year. It yeah. would be good if he could come out for a show yeah. in the 10th year. Yeah. Or just digitally upload his consciousness. To yeah, a or a hologram. A Mike Hell hologram. A toaster. A Mike Hole. <laughs> How good would it be to welcome Mike Hell to the stage while MC Wang Wong scratches and raps Ramesh. Ramesh. Ram- Ramesh. Runs laps around the theatre carrying a school flag and superhero Aaron Allen flies in a zipline while carrying Wang Wang in his arms. <laughs> All right. That's a good opening. I, mean, I don't know how we'd top that. That's the problem. We have to do a show after that. Creative. I liked it. Anna. Anna. Cut that last bit, Michael. Wake up. Did you hear that? I made a mistake. Cut that last bit. Good. For- oh, no. Oh, no. Anna. <laughs> to Colin Fop. Hey, Tofop. I'm riding back for a second time to say... I finally had a TOEFOP related dream, except I think she misspelt it. She wrote top fop. <laughs> and bottom fop. In my dream, we were driving around the outskirts of Dubbo, trying to find a rural radio station. Will was saying that we could follow Google Maps while Charlie was insisting that he knew a better way. As the argument continued, <laughs> I love we're a married couple in your dream. I realized like we're your mum and dad. In Dubbo either. <laughs> That we're on it. We're doing we're a, a grumpy family on a holiday. Our teenage daughter is just tuning out as mum and dad argue. I said, use Google Maps. It's easy. I'll find a way. Don't worry about it. Would this you just this week on another exciting episode of Sons and Husbands. <laughs> yeah. I realised that the radio station was where my grandmother's house used to be, but the argument was too intense for me to interject at that point. Okay, let's do some reading of your dreams. So yeah. Okay. We're driving around Dubbo. You and I, are, we're trying to find a rural radio station. You wanted to follow Google Maps. I was saying I knew a better way. The argument built and she realized the radio station was where her grandmother's house used to be, but the argument was too intense for her to interject at that point. Grandma's house is the motif. Like if we're going, we're going to inception her. It's like, okay, that is the anchor point. There is something built on that. There's some anxiety about going to grandma's house. Or something. I mean, I think her parents used to fight when she was a kid. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Maybe over over road directions. Yeah. Um, how about this? Maybe with grandma's house is the what we're missing, uh, and we're talking about Little Red Riding Hood. Mm. So in in this story, in her As mind, a she's, it's a metaphor, and we are the big bad wolves that are in the way of her getting to her grandma's house. <laughs> but we're we're not. But we're just a. Oh, I guess we are scaring her. Yeah. So she has exactly. to defeat us to embrace yeah. her inner grandmother. Exactly. Maybe grandmother represents I don't know comfort, reliability, warmth, love. To get past that, she has to drown out the din. <laughs> Of something useless banter. We need to get better friends, is what we're saying. <laughs> I hope this dream doesn't happen in real life. Stay cool. Thanks again for all the hours of great content. You stay cool, Anna. Uh, Jamil. I just, I hope that doesn't happen either because I just don't want to imagine what point our lives have come to <laughs> where we're driving to a rural radio station outside Dubbo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like trying to promote our tour. What is it? What is it that has got us <laughs> to that circumstance in our life? We're on one of those double seater bikes. Because like it doesn't goodies. even it doesn't even seem like something that's financially a responsible decision for us to make. Do you know what I mean? Like even on Tofop standards of dumb ideas, why are we doing this? <laughs> hey Tofop, Nut Bush City Limits. This could very well be the most Australian question you've ever received. I remember being 19 years old, one year out of high school, and I was at my girlfriend's year 12 formal. Mm. Late into the night, the nutbush started playing, and everyone started doing the traditional dance. As Australians, you know the exact dance I'm talking about. Well, as the world knows, I think the nutbush limits. I mean, it's Tina Turner. I'm pretty sure everyone does the nutbush. I think nutbush is a place in New York, isn't it? I don't think it's an Australian song. I think you're about to find out something that uh, will blow your mind, which is that my understanding is there is a specific version of the dance, the nutbush, that is only really popular in Australia. The one that everyone does? Yeah. Is that right? Well, read on and see if that's the case. Okay. As Australians, you know the exact dance I'm talking about. However, despite having lived in Australia my entire life, for some reason, the infamous pop culture movement that was the nutbush has never crossed paths 
with my popular culture awareness. Seeing about 100 people performing this dance by memory was extremely daunting. My question to you is, do you guys have a pop culture movement that completely passed you by? If so, what was it? Um, You're going to look up Nutbush? I am. Uh, So... A a pop culture movement? Yeah, I'm 42. Every pop culture movement is passed me by. I've missed like... The last 12. What's that thing people are flossing now and the kids are planking oh, and shit? Like, man. Like, I now only get um, pop culture references when they've been done th- in three or four different shows. Yeah. Like, when I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's, uh, or, I've, uh. <laughs> or I've heard flossing, but it takes me a couple of parodies of people flossing for me to go, oh, that's flossing. And then I'm like, is that from the game that they all like, Fortnite? Is it from Fortnite? Well, see there. Look, I no, still it's not flossing's oh. that dance you do where you make I your arms th- wiggle. Do they do they floss in Fortnite? No, flossing is that dance you do. I understand your... that, but oh. it, like I, oh, you I, make, you can make I thought yeah, there was something. Probably, yeah, you I think that. you can make characters floss or something. Oh god, anyone under fucking eighteen is listening to this going, just just die, old people. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, Pokemon? I miss that. Um, what's uh, everything? The Nutbush. Right. Okay, go on. The Nutbush brackets. City limits. Dance. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I thought it was a call and response you were doing. <laughs> the nutbush brackets, city limits, close brackets, <laughs> open new brackets. <laughs> Parentheses. Um, the nutbush is a popular dance in... Australia. Australia. Fuck me sideways. It is char- characterized as a line dance. It's technically line dancing. And it's performed to Tina Turner's song, Nutbush Hang on. City Limits. I just always assumed this was a Tina Turner dance. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I only recently found this out myself. And so I also share your amazement. Um, inspired by uh, the Tina Turner song, the dance emerges in the, the Nutbush in the 70s disco era. The Nutbush particularly took off in Australia during the 1980s and is usually performed in schools, social gatherings. How, who started it, sorry? Well, Does apparently a- there was a dance. So here's what I think has happened from this, and there's not quite enough information, but I think originally the song had a bit of a dance that people were doing in America or whatever in the 70s, but it's just kind of passed by. And hasn't got much attention. And then in the 80s in Australian schools, it's been taught to every child ever. And we all know how to do the nutbush and assume that people around the world were doing the nutbush. But they were probably showing videos of us on foreign TV, like we were those you know, Chinese kids marching or something yeah. like that. Well, I like uh, our, our, e- our emailer. I, it passed me by as well. I didn't know about it till I remember being at a year 12 formal and seeing everyone seemed to know this dance. But I never did it at primary school or high school or anything we learned it at school did you yeah dorks the nut bush particularly took off in australia during the 1980s usually yeah, like a bubble the dance has gained such popularity in australia that it has been implemented in some australian states curriculums far out man so who invented it they deserve like order of australia it is part like well i'm not sure that um uh Okay. Oh, do you want to know the do you want to know the steps to the dance? Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, hands are generally placed akimbo. Is that akimbo? Well, I Out guess I just sides. Yeah, uh, oh, just holding it. Like just that. yeah, and feet shoulder width apart in a neutral position. Right. The following moves take place on the beat of the drum during the song. The right foot is moved a step to the right, and then returned to the initial stance with a step. This is repeated. And then the same event takes back t- takes place with the left foot. <laughs> so you are you are doing the numbers. Um, the dancers then step back half a pace and return to the original stance twice on the right foot and twice on the left. The right knee is brought across the body to approximately the height of the left hip twice. Oh, I can't. I wouldn't be able to do the nut bush <laughs> with my hips. Uh, continue with the left yeah, knee. Yep. <laughs> this this is followed by a si- sing- single kick of the right leg across the body, following with the left. Can I, I can, I'll do it up to now. Yeah. Okay. 
Charlie's literally. Okay, right, I will video it. Hang on, video. Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, okay, beautiful. All right, okay. hang on. I need your feet. Oh, my microphone's in the way. Yes, this is what the podcast has come to. Charlie is about to, on my instructions, perform the nut bush. Okay, this is from your instructions. By the way, I can't do the rest of the instructions though because. No, sorry, I remember okay. It goes over the okay. All right. content yeah you'll see that video soon um we should uh just another five minutes okay all right uh this is from jack hey tofop take two hope you're ready for the most tantalizing tofop tidbit you may have ever seen or read not sure if you've discussed it before on the show but i've been listening since episode 70 ish and i can't recall it have either of you seen this video doing the rounds about matt groaning being a time traveler Everyone knows things about the Simpsons, about the things the Simpsons have predicted, but this takes it to a whole new level. It's flat out scary how many things that in this guy's this guy's video highlights. Hope you could play it a bit or talk about it on the show and have a discussion around it. Should be some decent content. On a lighter note, you guys have been really provided me with an escape for some really tough times recently, as I've experienced some mental health issues. Love that you are unapologetic and just so genuine. We'll be a listener for life. Thanks, Jack. Uh, we probably don't have time to do that, but maybe I'll just keep that bookmark and we can de- get to that. Sounds episode. interesting, but it feels like the thing we need to watch we first to and watch. then talk about. Well, we might as well talk about um, what's happening in the future for Tobot, what we're going to try and do. Like, we've got some things that are coming up. Yeah, We're um, doing a little time traveling of our own. <laughs> we've experimented with last week and we recorded two episodes, which we're going to upload next week and the week after. The idea is that we'll put the full episodes up on Patreon for people to enjoy, for our Patreon subscribers, and there'll be clips released on our YouTube channel. Yes, now we re- videoed them. Yes, video recorded. proper like cameras and everything. And in a place that is not, our, like in a studio. Yeah, we tried to style something that made us look cool. <laughs> Well, we tried to style something with what we had. It was a cool space. Space, very cool, yeah. And they were nice people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was fun. That was a really fun day. Yeah. So the idea is we want to try and do this more. We've got some stuff. And we were both really, well, I was really hungover. We were both really hungover. Yeah, you were a bit hungover and Naka's the guy who was filming us was hungover. <laughs> so I think we found our feet in the second episode, I'll be yeah. honest. <laughs> Took us a while to get started. <laughs> Uh, but the idea being that we want to start videoing this stuff and getting more content out there because we know you guys want more and we want to give you more. But for people who subscribe to Patreon or are interested in subscribing to Patreon in a couple of weeks' time, there's going to be two, the first two ever episodes of uh, Tofop. Tofop TV. Tofop TV. Yeah, I guess you'd call it. TV Fop. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, James, we'll get to your uh, episode another time. Maybe that's a good one to do when we have video capabilities. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because we can actually watch video and talk about it. Um, obviously, if you support us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Tofop, uh, the sort of stuff that we're trying to do is more video content, um, you know, extra cool stuff and whatever. So the, the more you support, the more capacity we have. And, you know, once they're up, share them around and tell people about them and all those sort of things. Yeah, there's lots of stuff on the YouTube channel at the moment. I just uploaded all those animations that I forgot to upload over the last <laughs> two months. Um, we've got some Q&A vids. We've got Lessons for Life, the web series we made. And we've got um, uh, James Fosdyke's full episode from the Melbourne Comedy Festival on the Patreon site. All right, let's get to give away a couple, well, look at a couple of Patreon messages, Great. give away some sticker packs, and then we'll... Say adios, muchachos. Will we? Our traditional. <laughs> and as we always say, <laughs> adios, muchachos. muchachos. <laughs> I think I, I didn't even get that right. <laughs> Adiosos? <laughs> adios. Um, au revoir, mon friend. <laughs> was it mon friend or? I don't know. There was a, used to be a racehorse that Roy and HG would mention a lot called Paleface Adios. Paleface. Oh, is that where it comes from? Oh my God, me and my friends and your friends, but I don't know if you share this saying with them, but we have a saying when you're driving and someone like gets very close to you in the car, like you get pulled up next to a truck or something, you always joke, he's got me paled in worse than, uh, worse than pale-faced adios. <laughs> and I think like Vaughn came up with it and Vaughn said, oh, his dad used to say it about like a, a jockey. You know, yeah. like, he's, oh, he's bailed up, you know, worse than pale-faced adios, but it must've been a Roy and HG thing. Well, or maybe Roy and HG were picking up on the same, that maybe there was like oh, a, it's a common saying. Yeah. About, oh, maybe. you know, yeah. I'm going to ask Vaughn about that. That's interesting. Uh, okay. This is from James. Hey, Will and Charlie, I was listening to some old episodes and came across the listener 
who'd been enjoying Tofop at work with her Bluetooth, Bluetooth headphones on, only to realise they weren't synced and she'd been broadcasting the episode on her phone speaker the entire time. It reminded me of a similar story that happened to my cousin, which nearly ended in divorce. <laughs> he'd recently purchased a new surround sound system. After he'd installed and tested it, he sat down with the family to watch a movie. His son got a bit scared during the movie and said he wanted to sleep in uh, with mum and dad. Deciding he would get a decent night's sleep with a little bloke kicking him all night, my cousin decided to retreat to the spare room instead. He took his iPad with him and alone in the spare room decided to finish the night off with a spot of gentlemanly relaxation. (laughs) He dialed up a suitable video on his favourite adult website and just as he was about to get down to business when he realised there was no sound. Oh no. He tried increasing the volume a bit, but no joy. Perplexed, he then turned the volume up on full, only to hear the sound of moans and groans coming from the lounge room. Shortly followed by his wife bursting through the door, screaming, What the fuck are you watching? The kids can hear everything. Oh no. Red faced and pink handed, he then remembered he'd used the Bluetooth on his iPad to test the sound system after he'd set it up and that it must have automatically synced back to the iPad after they'd turned off the DVD player. <sighs> Suffice to say, his wife was not amused, but the marriage survived, and he's now a lot more careful with his Bluetooth devices. If it had been an episode of Tofop, they would have got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the last over the years, and also thanks for sharing your stories about the not-so-easy times and journeys with therapy. It's reassuring to a lot of listeners to hear that two intelligent and successful blokes like yourselves... Sorry, I don't know why I laughed. No, no, you were right to laugh. <laughs> like yourselves can still have some shit going on. Yeah, boy, howdy. If, um, if this story is deemed uh, stick back where he's my address and he's in New South Wales. Right, let's send him one. Okay. Uh, Paleface Adios was a harness horse, a harness racing horse. Uh, won the Miracle Mile in 1976. Okay, cool. So that makes sense. So Vaughn's dad and Ron HG are basically the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, all right. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page if you want to uh, chat with other Tofop fans. There's a fan group called The Tea Room. Uh, you can also go to tofop.com to check out this. Philosophy, Two Guys, One Cup. Fofop from time to time. From time to time. From time to time. Occasionally. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're on Twitter as well. So that's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.